PAX East. It's 2013, and holy shit, you guys, we nearly saw several crimes being committed by, like, the thuggiest, creepiest, most Boston-ass Boston dudes who literally, like, just fucking terrorized the hotel lobby for, like, an hour. And it was so funny because they, they literally had, like, the education of, like, a fucking cartoon criminal. Combined like, education. like no, no, no joke. Like, I really wish I was making up these stereotypes, but they're like, oh, gee, how you... How do you spell that? Do you, 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 oh, how do you spell Cambridge? How do you spell Cambridge? You, oh, this guy's wicked smart. This guy's just... Look at this guy. Hey, brother. I he's the word you're looking for is wicked retarded. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> why are you acting retarded? No joke. I don't know how, but like... These guys are like fucking a cartoon Muggsy and... And who, who, who's the fucking other dude from Muggsy? It's are these the Muggsy dogs, and Clyde? Right? No. no, it's Muggsy and Bogues. No, that's a basketball no, that's a player. Basketball player, <laughs> Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues, dude, fastest dribbler alive. Um, you think of Wade Boggs? Oh no, he's this third baseman for the Red Sox back in the. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, the most cliche fucking East Coast mobsters you can think of. Um, and these these fucking dudes, they they literally said, "You're a good guy." This is down I, here. This is down here in the lobby, right dude. In the lobby, yeah. Yeah. like wasty. The, not even. No. That's the worst part. They were just being dudes. No, they were pretty. They were no. They were fucked up. No, they were drunk. Boston, not uh, necessarily drunk though. Let's be real. Guys, it's got to be something else. Oh yeah, no, they're they're probably all fucking they're on something they're on something but like they're covered in black eyes so like <laughs> i didn't want to like yeah so i'm just like dude i could say one two because like no joke these two like confess their love to each other and then at they least. threatened each other's lives <laughs> like back to back for at least 11 20 times. to 11 yeah. times something uh, like that minimum. and it just all kept southeast and what was the <laughs> best dude the best part is they were all both discovering facebook for the first time what wait <laughs> Really? Yes. yes. So they were on Facebook the entire time. Just like, ah, uh, look at your sister. You know, you got an ugly, you got an ugly family. <laughs> like, dude, they're just going off the whole time. I'm just shaking my head as I'm trying to get some work it's done. Not that. But uh, like, your niece is ugly. I want, I want to fuck her. I want, I want to, dude. Oh god, dude, it, it just got like that. That's the shit. I honestly feel comfortable saying, but the whole time, and like, I don't know what compelled me to do it because they literally got up in my face. But, like, dude, I had to send, like, two Facebook messages for them because they were so incompetent. They didn't understand the context of the uh, reply button. Why were they in this hotel? Dude, I don't... So that's just it, right? They were just being bums. And then finally, like, some dude caught them. And they totally tried to make up, like, some name and number. Like, dude, they were quick about it. It's like, oh, it's uh, Giuliani. Giuliani and he's uh, 559. 559. I'm like, I got, these, got these little hot shaped bums. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. We we know we know people. We know people. And then like the dude threatened like the guy, but then <laughs> yeah. he was just like, ah, right, we piecing out of here. And then like just looked at me and just kept like giving me like bro punches the shoulders like, but you're cool. I respect you. Simplify. <laughs> I was a marine. And then just fucking laughed. <laughs> More or less. So, but he admitted I was a marine, but I served eleven in state pen. I don't know what any of that means, but I think Boston all at the same time. Boston, <laughs> Boston. and you know, dude. And what was funny enough is this is like our third time being here, and it was the it was the first time that the city started warming up to me, in, in, in the in the figurative sense because it's still fucking broken cold here. You people are mutants, but like I, I cannot stand how cold it is here. But other than that, like. 
is spring. Fuck all that, dude. <laughs> Fuck all that, dog. This I, I need. Harsh, yeah. This has been a harsh spring for us New Englanders. No, apparently, in uh, well, where I'm from, we have this uh, saying that April will either come in like a lion and out like a lamb, or the reverse, in like a lamb, out like a lion. So we'll have to see what happens on the uh, the first of April. If none of that means seventy five degrees in the sun, it, it is can not. go to it, last year. All has to do with snow. Last right. year, the day before PAX, I was riding my uh, my moped. And I remember that. Yeah. Because we ran into each other at the fucking Retronauts panel, and you were talking about that too. How you had to go get it. Where? What, what happened to the moped? What do? Where do you stash it? I stashed it in my garage. Oh, I don't know. You mentioned something about a moped. moped. It's a good place. It's a very good place. Well, last year my moped wasn't as cool as the one I have now. So let's just. This isn't a moped. Well, is it a moped or is it a Vespa? No, no, no. no, no. There's a total difference between a scooter and a Vespa. A Vespa is. Excuse me. A Vespa is a scooter. It has very small tires. It's disconcerting. You don't like. Yeah, it looks like they came up with a shopping A moped is a small motorcycle, basically. Hold on. Wait. Whoa, whoa. I've always thought that a moped was just like a two-stroke gas engine attached yeah. to a bicycle. No, no. See, no. that's a moped. They used to have the pedals on them, um, and that was just to get around like certain government regulations. Right. But eventually, they just got rid of the pedals. Gotcha. And they kept well, 49 cc, so you don't need you could only need a driver's license. You don't need a motorcycle operator's license. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like my brother, he's got his tuned up to 70 cc's, and it goes like <laughs> ridiculous, and you feel like the biggest like the funnest person ever because it goes so fast but you could die at any moment and it's yeah. thrilling well yeah tiny real. can we all agree though that no matter how you word it it's just fucking silly to think about a moped with a sidecar <laughs> <laughs> like no matter what unless it's fucking darkwing duck with a rat catcher <laughs> and guess what that's irrelevant and we'll talk about why pax east 2013 y'all Let's get in. Get in. Oh, get it. Get in on it. I gotta get up here and get on my knees. There we go. Oh, you got. <laughs> I'm like, Wait, hold on. You gotta get your prospector on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, dude. I've been losing my voice too, but like my voice came back just in time for the show. Just but I was, time, dude. Yeah. I was losing it bad like today, and it was scaring me. I'm like, fuck. And like, I've been drinking fairly irresponsibly. <laughs> I like. I would say. Well, okay. No, so, no, you were. No, I, yeah, I, no, I was. Okay, so at the current hotel we're checked in at, there's a 7-Eleven across the way that's just been running like this budget table of fucking Merlot. And I've just been, I've just been stocking up. And then what I've been doing is just sneaking bottles with me everywhere I go because I have like a fucking a shoplifting peacoat where I cut the inseam and I just hide bottles in my jacket. So we were at the Whiskey Priest last night for the Retronauts uh, meetup with Marty Silva and fucking Bob Mackie and all of them. Oh, Totally my idea, by the way. Oh, well, yeah, it was your idea, but then I took it and made it my idea. Oh, yeah, he, he totally, I'm sorry. You, yeah, I did. You, you just upstaged me. I did. Uh, I still brought it up. Like always. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof, I'm sorry. But anyway, no, but I, I brought the fucking bottle because they're like, hey, what are you drinking? Mackie... Mackie wanted something called a harpoon, which I'm just shooting. Harpoon IPA. Oh, it's an IPA. Okay, because I'm just like delicious. And then fucking Marty wanted uh, Jameson, so I'm just like, all right, you're on my level. So I went and got uh, Bacardi rum, drank what we got in our cups, and then just snuck out my bottle and just kept pouring me more wine the whole time. And then I just uh, eventually though, 
like from all the different hiding places that I had to fucking put my wine because it was like a highlights book if they were to depict a bar scene. Like my wine bottle was just anywhere I needed it to be. Uh, eventually I lost it. It just fucking went bye-bye. But we met up with like a lot of other one-up peeps from back in the day. Like oh. we had fun. It was great. Do you guys care if I pour some beer out on your Abs- floor? No. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not going to really do that. No, not at all. I just, we, what Incidental? Yeah, it didn't charge me anything incidental yet, but if anything were to happen, that's $130 out of my fucking bank's bowl. But anyway, yeah, we'll get. Let, let's get on the packs. When you speak, I hear silence. Every word I defiance. I can hear, oh, I can hear, think I'll go where it suits me, moving now to a country. By the way, Georgia Boy Zach's, we have a special guest, and uh, also alongside with me is Sarah. I'm right here. He's right there. Yep. That's reassuring. Um, we also have with us the fucking internet Seth Macy. Hi. I'm from the internet. And from above us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one floor up. Yep. I'm here. Seth Macy is like one of my favorite people on Twitter. Because if you don't follow Seth Macy on Twitter, you're not using Twitter. Well, That's my slogan. It's really easy to follow me because I'm at Seth Macy. Yeah, it's even it's the best part. <laughs> because it's I, called branding. Totally where he's at, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no joke. Fucking follow the man. He does great work, and he's he's gonna talk Thank some. You. He's gonna talk some video games with us. Mm. So I kind of want to talk about what everybody did uh, initially at PAX. Um, uh, essentially, like I already kind of everybody should already know what I did because I actually uploaded it. Uh, earlier today uh, with basically our series of what we're going to call the PPR After Hours podcasts where essentially like if we want to talk about anything else like card games, comics, or nerd stuff and kind of deter off a little bit from video games, we could do that in After Hours. And we ended up, funny enough, it was actually really, it was still heavily influenced by video games, not still completely about video games, but it was done through this card game that I just came uh, into finding out about called Metagame which uh, is a really, really awesome concept. They originally did a video game edition, but now they've also done a culture edition. And we linked it. You guys should check, totally check it out. And I'm not really going to talk about it more because there's a whole episode you guys can listen to. And that's that was my first day of PAX amongst covering other things. What did you do, Seth? What did I do on my first day of PAX? I would fucking love to hear what you did on your first we day of PAX. We walked around, my brother and I, and we talked about and argued a little bit about what we should film. And then we argued about whether we should have a flag for our mic. And then we went down to the the Kinkos, basically, and we had our uh, Woot.com flags printed off. And then we cut them out with my Leatherman <laughs> <laughs> and put them on the flag. And we felt so ghetto beat. Um, yeah, yesterday was kind of a, a day where we felt around um, what, what... I mean, we were here last year, but 
it wasn't under this capacity. Like last year was way more chill for me. Like I had appointments, but like nobody was expecting me to really cover anything for one up. I was just there for the restaurants panel, so it was way more chill. It was way more like, oh, this is fun. And this year, like, there's a lot. Of- you're wearing a tie. You've been wearing a tie the whole time. You're just straight. You're fucking business. That's right. I I've been trying to um, upgrade my look. I like it, and you're wearing glasses. Well, that's because of a prescription. I I need to renew. I, I I'm I'm missing prescription glasses at this moment. I've I've no, been. No, I would have worn my contacts if I could because I, I I don't like these glasses are really scratched and also. I don't they, I don't think eyeballs are meant to constantly be penetrated like that. Oh like, no, no no no! They're it's, not. Like I feel like I feel like contacts herniate if if you could do such a thing. Fucking eyeballs and I like people swear by them. I can't do it. And my doctor told me he's like you wear these too much and it like it's robbing your eyeballs of oxygen and they're sending veins into your eyes like the back of your eyes to look for oxygen so you you, you, you literally had snake eyes going I on. I had snake eyes. Bro you there should have joined a game. My eyes. Oh man I, you taught me something new. I didn't know that your eyes could grow snakes I if didn't need either be. until my doctor told me those motherfucking snakes. The snakes in my eyes. There are let's you, you just now you just sound like a fucking Megadeth song. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually that's uh I I didn't want to say anything, but I did get to see the next Metal Gear Solid, which is called Snakes in My Eyes. Oh it's fuck. gonna be good. Watch out, Phantom Pain. <laughs> Watch the fuck out. That's what caused the Phantom Pain was the snakes in his eyes. That's the ultimate boss, Phantom Pain. But it's you know, did you meet anybody? Uh, did you catch up with anybody first day? I mean, I met up with you. Well, I met up with you, and um, I was supposed to arm wrestle hip hop gamer. Dude, he was sitting next to us the entire day today. Bitch, are you serious? I never saw him one time. Dude, he was next to us the entire day, and I'm really glad because he would have ripped my. Oh, arm was that off. him? I believe that was him, and he had like this 14 year old camera dude kid. Really? For who the fuck goes packs like that at an official capacity at 14 years old? Hip hop gamers cousin. He's, he's posse. No, dude, he has a posse. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's. Man, he's it's like ninety some thousand followers on Twitter. He's yeah. ridiculous. He's a he's a movement. And I was I I, I would have lost. I mean, like I think that I'm pretty cut. I that dude did not look that cut. Uh I don't know. I there's like leverage and strength and, and there's a lot of physics. Well wait, hold on a second. How tall is he? Can't be that tall. I don't know. We were sitting next to him. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He was he couldn't have been over six feet tall. There's no way. But you are. So I'm six three. Yeah. You know, when you think of it, right? He's got a lot more leverage than he would. Yeah, yeah but Seth's so already feeling intimidation. That's a factor. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, no, this is what happened. Was it was like a joke, out. and I was, and I actually, I challenged you guys because I went to like. Every outlet, I was like, IGN, I will. I have the strongest game writer. <laughs> I will arm wrestle any of your writers. And then I was like, gaming? At Polygon, I will arm wrestle because I'm... Oh, like, yeah, we did get an at message from yeah, you. you we're did. busy. We're busy writing. No, because I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, I could arm wrestle like Russ Frushtick. Like, I'd, I'd lose. I'd yeah. Win. Are you kidding me? The wind could arm wrestle Russ Frushtick. I, <laughs> I challenged every outlet. And then as a joke, I was like... I challenged Hip Hop Gamer. Oh, no, wait. That guy's stacked. Never mind. And then he, like, tweeted me back. Started following me. Was like, it's on, son. Cameras are rolling. LOL. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, dude, and you backed out. I have not backed out. I never ran into Hip Hop Gamer. All right, so... I don't know. I guess I we're going to... We're, we're going right to... Dude, this we're just... This could still happen, then. This could still maybe happen. Theoretically. 
We're we're gonna have to chaperone this challenge over to fucking hip hop gamer now. Somebody fucking sends the tweets, man. I I mean the challenge still lives on. You have one more day, dog. No, no, no. I think what basically it comes down to is I have one more year to really bulk up. No, like, you really okay. Style. Seth, you've really got to put more faith in this. You have one more night. I need you to Rocky montage tonight. <laughs> like I need you to I fucking eat six dozen raw eggs. Dude, I need I, I need up. you to chop down trees. Oh like, yeah, hearts fucking, on fire. You're in Boston, dude. Ch- like jogging the snow. You're already halfway there. I see you doing it. <laughs> I brought my boots. Oh, you brought your boots. Dude, yeah. you fucking more prepared. I, I brought my fucking 10-year-old dilapidated fucking talk-at-you-high-top shoes. <laughs> so, like, my shoe has just been, like, this fucking overtly welcoming neighbor just like, hey, you're snow. You're new. Come on in. Well, no, oh, I left my, like, day job on Thursday and just came down here. So I was, like, dressed Oh yeah, I came here. I came here a little too early, and I had to spend the night in the terminal. So that that was actually that that is an upgrade though, because last year, and we recorded with gamers with jobs last year, and they couldn't fathom the fact that I fucking spent the night at the South Station. Um, yeah, it's a pretty harsh place. No, but it had free Wi-Fi. It just I was just surrounded by homeless people. All on free Wi-Fi. Yeah, but Carl, free that's Wi-Fi. The tinfoil I remember for. that, Carl, man. Oh yeah, Carl. That guy was dude. That guy was a fucking trip. You know what? That dude was still way easier going and way cooler to be around than those fucking two schmucks. <laughs> like I completely forgot about that. But um, yeah, no. But what's funny is I I got back in touch with Sean and he made fun of me. Like, did you come down here a little early again? I'm like, I did. But this time I stayed the night in the terminal. And apparently, it's an accepted etiquette to stay the night in a terminal. Apparently, like people get surprised by that and like it's an airport. Airport's like two steps away from being a hospital. It's miserable. <laughs> like, fucking hate those things, dude. But anyway, um, yeah, I met up with you. Uh, I uh, got in touch with Marty Silva. Um, fucking through you, and that was nice because I've always like enjoyed his work. We got to fucking hang out. Met Bob Mackey. Uh, way cooler dude than I thought it would be. So that was that. That actually turned into a really cool experience because, like, I just. I was just that little devil on his shoulder, just like, yeah, you just made like $15,000 in three hours. Drink, drink like no one else could making that much money by just being you. And I'm, yeah, I'm, the, the retronauts, what they made their goal. They made their like, goal in instantly. hours. And now they've doubled. They've doubled. They're they've at 30,000. Yeah. Yeah. I did not check on that. That's yeah. insane. No, and now there's no good, like, swag to get. Yeah, like, all the rewards yeah. are gone now. All the rewards are gone. So, I, I mean, ooh. Now, that sounds like the worst thing. Like, oh. Oh, no, I already, I, I gave them 20 bucks. Yeah, I'm going to definitely go home. And I gave them 20 bucks, and then I spent alcohol on them. Yeah. So, so like, there you go. Like, I, I am the best, like, Marty's crowd. actually not going to be a, an official part of the new retro. It's just going to be Marty, uh, excuse me, Bob, um, Ray Barnholt. And Jerry Parrish. Yeah, but there's going to be a fourth rotating chair, as far as what Bob explained to me. So I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. I'm, well, treat, I'm treating Marty like that fourth yeah, chair. Yeah, I think it'll be like it'll be Chris Cole, it'll be Marty, it'll be Scott Sharkey. For the love of God, please be Scott Sharkey. Scott Sharkey's dude. He's he's spending every day depressed. I know. And more and more you depressed. Know who, like gave me my first break with Scott Sharkey. Yeah, he's a super sweet dude. And I, he's I, from Maine, and he like actually knows people that I know, which is super small. But then Maine is like the smallest, shittiest state. A small state in a small world, right? I, you know, I, I will say this though, honestly, um, I, I like, I, I don't want to wish the man to be cynical, but I feel like he's at his best when he is. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know exactly what you mean. So, yeah. 
But yeah, no, he. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure, like, with the unemployment and the, like the alcohol abuse, that <laughs> like fucking retro gaming has been uh, something. He's gonna have something going on. Yeah, he's got. He's been doing something. So I would. Lo- I, I would he, love to hear the stories. He used to like. He owned a like a game store in. Hmm, Did he Minnesota? own one or work no, in one? No, he owned one. Oh. And he, they, GameStop approached him, and they're like, "We want. We're either gonna buy you out, or like we're gonna just." You know, open our own because he was so successful. I I don't know. It's all speculation, but I think he must have like wisely tucked some money away and just been living off of that. He's that would make sense. GameStop, like if GameStop is gonna buy your shit, dude. You gotta have some. You gotta know what you're doing. Yeah, you you you've gotta have the right number so set up. And plus, Sharky's a super smart guy. Like the two times we've had him on our podcast, I felt like the biggest idiot ever. Oh yeah, he's a very articulate fellow. Yeah, he's he's quick witted. Pulls the reference like he's like talking about like Chekhov and you know like all these references that I don't quite. Understand. And even then, when he can't, when he stumbles on his words, he just you know fucking he has he has a poetry with swear words that <laughs> that most can only yes. hope to emulate. So yeah, Scott, if you're listening to this. Be on the Retronauts. Hell, come come podcast with us. We don't. We would everyone. Everyone. Like join join podcasts again. Be on everyone's podcast. Be on the internet. Just be the internet. Be be the internet. Be the. When I go to Wikipedia, I just want it to be Scott Sharkey telling me I'm a fucking idiot for not knowing that. And then I want you. I want him to argue that Metroidvania is still better than Castle Roids. That's, it is because like it is. Who, would, who the fuck would ever call anything Castle Roids? But yeah, I, I dude, I, I, I feel like I have now undertaken I that. I, I've, I've undertaken that fucking responsibility of propagating that that goddamn word and that goddamn <laughs> subgenre because I love both of them and I won't let it die. <laughs> like the soul still burns, Metroidvania, and I'm fucking, I'm totally cool with it. Sarah, what did you do at PAX the first day? Because we actually are we talking like. But yesterday. First, uh, okay, so yesterday. Uh, no, the first day we wandered around Boston. Yeah, pretty. We ordered much, pizza right? from a place that we didn't Actually show up to. to. Yeah, we went to Uberger instead. And Uberger was amazing. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was really good. And like yeah. those those employees were even awesome too because like at that point I was slightly cranky but like not cranky like I don't get cranky when I'm hungry but I get more obnoxious so I'm like I want the spiciest thing you can give me like I want it to give me an ulcer like I want. <laughs> Like, dude, fucking please, if you have a, def- a defib nearby, like, I want you to challenge my body. And dude, dude was ecstatic. It was like, I, f- I don't know, I'm not trying to take credit for making his day better or anything, but it was really good service nonetheless. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're talking about, like, the first day. Like, you're at the con, you got your shit in. Um, I mean, we can talk about what happened to us in the morning. Um... We apparently we bested and like it's safe to talk about now. I was like I was being super covert about, but fuck it, like what was gonna happen? Um, a, a really and like it was one of the security guards from like the convention center. It wasn't an enforcer. Oh yeah, that. Uh, but yeah, some senile old security guard let us in even earlier than the media hours. So we were just trying to hide away and be like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna totally beat the rush. And we just saw like team meetings being done and like you'd be surprised, man. They're still fucking building like a lot of the booze even really? before that time like yeah. gen- it's funny too because generally like they're still like they i've never seen someone still work on a booth when media hour hits but yeah no they're, they're still doing it it, it was, was close a- yeah it was very close but um yeah it was uh it was funny until like i i i got caught man i was fucking it, 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 and I, yeah, I was just i was being taken away and the whole time i was signaling like dude don't 
don't acknowledge me like you know me. And sure enough, these two acknowledge me like they know me, and they had media badges. I'm like, are, are you with this guy? And I'm like, yeah, just come on. Yeah, let's let's get escorted. The security guy that let us in. He saw the color. No, it wasn't a security guy that let us in. It was an enforcer. Was it an enforcer? Yeah, it was an enforcer who wasn't... Well, that's even worse. Eh. Uh, I, I don't mind enforcers. I like helpful enforcers, but... Like, like but the, for real, I mean, when you I generally there, come across either really helpful enforcers, and they're they're actually a really strong community. But lately, like, I feel like there's been a lot of bitter people doing the enforcer job. Like, yeah. I don't know. That, that that that's my opinion, though. So, but anywho, um, yeah. So other than that <laughs> event, outside of that, I don't know. I'm a pretty boring person. So. <laughs> Uh, I mostly, you know, I, I took care of my work, and then I went uh, went to find the best deals on, you know, the rare wear around the, uh, the convention center. I see, like, uh, a mini mountain of swag. Sort of. Uh, some of it is swag. Others well, not swag, but so much as, like, cool things that you've picked up. Yeah, behind you is probably the best stuff. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, the jag I gave him. Yeah, the jag, yeah, I got oh, the jag okay. from him. But uh, I did pick up, uh, like, the original write-in for the Jaguar. Yeah, I managed to get a pretty sweet deal uh, via replay. I've never seen a Jaguar. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Go Where's go have fun it? with it. It's it's a, a really neat oh, looking... Oh, Tempest! Yes, sir. Oh, so fun. Tempest 2K. Virtually. Yeah, okay, see, that's the thing. <laughs> Not only did I buy games for the Jaguar, I also got two games for the Virtual Boy as well. So it's just a giant mountain of... Yeah, he shadows. picked up two really good Virtual Boy games, too. He yeah. picked up Teller Boxer, Boxer and, and Wario Land. Wario Land, and it was only ten bucks. Yeah, he what? also... Uh, Sarah lucked out, and he got me fucking Kid Drac yes, for I the did. Famicom. And yeah. Kid Drac for the Famicom was $5. Oh, yeah, I saw that at the Richardson's panel. Yes, because, uh, like, the moment... Because it was funny, Ooh. Marty Silva just, like, went on about Castlevania. Castle smell. Yeah, dude, dude I, I, got, I got my shit covered, man. Like, like, it came from a good home. It definitely came from a good home. But yeah, no, I, he, I couldn't help me. Like, hey, man, ironically sign this and then laugh about it. <laughs> he laughed. He had a good time. Oh, he had a wonderful Mark's time. good people. He is. Um, but yeah, uh, first day, yeah, I ran into a bunch of people. Um, ran into uh, a lot of, and, and we'll address it on the next proper show, but apparently... Um, uh, apparently, a lot of people had plenty to say about uh, the recent urinal etiquette debate. And it was just, it, <laughs> it was really still goes. It still, still goes. And well, it, it was in the last episode, so that was like two weeks ago. So it was just even funnier having those people do it in person. And then somebody asked, "Is does Pax demand a special kind of urinal etiquette?" And I'm just like, "That that's a very that's a very good question." It is a good question, mostly because there's automatic sensors here. You have no control over when that flushes. Well, I guess you could. You'd have to stand there, really. But if you move away, it just automatically does its thing, right? Nothing you can do about it. Can't do anything about it. Honestly, dude, I... It's magic. Bro, I I, I just go... I, I have used the bathroom like a bug exterminator fucking does his job. I'm in, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I have not stuck around. I... I don't think anybody socialized in the bathroom other than awkwardly hovering over the air dryer or fucking <laughs> towel and just like it's it's so funny like like I love the PAX community but like when they're put in an awkward situation they only enhance the awkwardness. It's true. But it, it was it was hilarious. Can I just make like a plea to PAX? Like when you're at a panel, don't fart because it ruins it for everybody else. At the Retronauts panel, like somebody just dropped the 
the hottest air biscuit. Oh yeah, no, that happened at the uh, Final Fantasy uh, panel as well. It bums me out so much when I'm just sitting there and enjoying something, and, and like, nerd stank creeps into my nostrils. <laughs> oh god. Well, no, it's not just nerd stank, dog. It's nerd stank that's <laughs> contrived of like expensive con food and like right. every, every other miserable thing they may have put in their body. And, like gamers. I saw someone eating gamer grub. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah no. he was eating it ironically though. I asked him, I was like, are you for real? And he's like, no, 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 I just, I'm really hungry. <laughs> I'm just really <laughs> this hungry. This is all I had. Oh, man. Speaking of the panel, though, um, first time ever, uh, someone from the interwebs recognized me and approached me in the wild. Oh, nice. First time it's ever happened, and it was a pretty good time <laughs> after that, yeah. Oh, Actually, we got shitty drunk with him. <laughs> yeah, I ended up uh, shacking up last night because I kind of got uh, effed on the hotel front, but... Uh, yeah, we, we to be expected though. On a we, 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 dude, we know how it is. We, we can help out when yeah. it's reasonable. So I'm totally glad we were able to do that. Let's talk about times your head. Yeah. Let's let's talk about some games. Sure. All right. All right so that's the whole point, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just funny. I don't know how long we went without talking about games. But <laughs> Seth Macy, yes. What have you been playing a pack so far? What have I been playing? Yes. Ducktales. See, I, and I haven't talked to anybody who's been playing DuckTales. I'm actually supposed to go play DuckTales I tomorrow and cover it. I stayed in line for an hour and a half because DuckTales is my favorite game of all time. You're, you were a fucking liar, Seth Macy. No, I'm serious. I really? I own the entire series on DVD. I own the entire the series whole, on like, DVD as Duck well. The whole is like my favorite thing, and so DuckTales is like my favorite. You realize, though, that you're missing the last six episodes. 90 oh. for 96. They weren't released on DVD. What? Yeah. I haven't you... gotten that far. Yeah. Really? Well, you can find them on YouTube, though. <sighs> yeah, I've given you something to do tonight. Thank Fuck you. sleep, right? Yeah. Well, just just Wikipedia the list of episodes. No, that was... like I wasn't... The entire series is on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like, uh, that's how I watch Pete and Pete. Funny enough, I have my Petunia tattoo scheduled in two weeks. <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, I do. I fucking mean it. I'm finally going to get that done. <laughs> what can you make your dance? you got to have some forearms. You I'm some dude, forearms it's all going to be done. What motherfucker? You're just coaxing me into well, an arm just, wrestling match. I'm just match. saying because nobody like, accepted my arm wrestling challenge. Yeah, exactly. You're just... Dude, I have weak arms. Okay. <laughs> there you oh, go, man. internet. So, okay. Yeah, DuckTales is awesome. It's like my favorite game. And I'm super excited that they're making it like a, a remix, remastered version. It's, it looks really good. It looks beautiful. Yeah. And, I mean, the voices are all there. Really? That's oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they've kind of, like, added something. They fleshed it out a little more to make it, you know, a little more palatable to, a, like, a modern audience. Yeah. They like, made it a little easier. But just fine because right? nobody's going to accept, like, an NES-style, like, difficulty level these But days. I heard that there's talk that that's just going to be included as an Easter egg if you want to do, like, classic mode. That's that. Oh, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, and then not only that, I, I understand as far as, like, they, they gave it the modern treatment. So, like, one of the biggest changes that they made was within the original dynamic for DuckTales, uh, Scrooge McDuck wasn't uh, typically that uh, platforming trope of just stomping an enemy from above in a jump. Uh, you had to jump over the enemy and then proceed to push down on the D-pad, which would then activate pogo mode, which will not only allow him to jump higher, but it's the only way you can really attack enemies other than fucking golf clubbing them, and right. most enemies couldn't be golf clubbed. So one of the big changes they made is that instead of pushing down on the D-pad, because keep in mind that you still have to steer your arc of jump, so it can be a bit disorienting, and it still is, but I mean, those those were things we put up with. 
uh, within that that generation. Uh, what Way Forward has already implemented is they've done a basically a double jump uh, mechanic where instead of a double jump, just tapping jump again in the air will activate pogo mode, and that's oh, so much more organic. It, yeah, like that is so much more intuitive to do because people already have that muscle memory set in place just from a double jump period. So mm -hmm. that alone, that's one of the biggest improvements. I think uh, another one too that they were stressing on, and it's just funny because, like I said, uh, you do you don't realize what we may have put up with or what may have been considered all right, and and especially in contrast to nostalgia or rose tinted glasses of said <laughs> nostalgia. Because I've really never heard anyone ever say anything negative about the first DuckTales. And uh, I, I just came to realize, remembering that, is that you, uh, when you did the Transylvania level, because that, that game is non-linear, you had to go back to the Transylvania level multiple points because you had to get items from the other levels. That was actually the level that we were playing. Really? Transylvania the Transylvania level. And it was terrible because nobody can remember the order of the mirrors. Oh like, yeah, I forgot about that. Except for the guy who was in line in front of us, and he helped guide me through. And then my buddy Lish was behind me, and he was able to take over and beat Magica Dispel. Yeah, and not and that like, like Magica Dispel wasn't the boss in well, the game. Well, she was. No, it was uh, it was a mummy. It was like a soup's mummy, like a Frankenstein or a mummy. No, I think you're wrong. I and I only say this as a DuckTales fan, and not as someone who. I just don't remember Magic of the Spell. No, the she because she turned into the the like the vulture. Uh, all right, so, you're you're incredibly right, and I am incredibly wrong. I play through Ducktales every year because it makes me feel like a child again. And then when I see Scrooge McDuck sitting on his giant pile of money, I, I make it. Can I, can I go ahead and confess something? Yeah, I personally like Ducktales two more than one. You are the second person today to say that, and this is gonna bum you out incredibly. The guy behind us was just advocating for DuckTales 2. He was also head-to-toe brony. He had the hat. <laughs> he had the shirt. He had the, like, that... I don't know what that thing is this year. Everyone's got the bags that have the really long straps, and the bag is really deep, and it goes all the way oh, to the your body feet. bag, yeah. Is that okay. what that is? Well, I call it a body bag. It's a body bag, it's but it was a brony bag. bag. It had all yeah. the, like, like, the, like, friendship is magic, and the oh, fucking... Yeah. Wait, right. wouldn't those be called feed bags because they're horses? <laughs> Yes, there's a crocodile bag. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I, don't know, I, I personally just like DuckTales too because I actually enjoy the levels more. The bosses and Flint Heart Glomgold is in it. And that's my favorite mm -hmm. fucking Scrooge McDuck villain. I know. I do like it when the two like Scottish stereotypes are pitted against one another. Well, yeah. And funny like, enough, in, in the actual, in the life of times of Scrooge McDuck and just in the actual Carl Banks books, uh, he's actually South African. But is what, he? Yes, he's South African in, in the comics. But they... Changes nationality because uh, South African relations during the time uh, of Ducktales sure, sure, was sure. really uneasy. If you go back, I'll never forget it because I had a Ducktales binge recently, and it's episode thirty-three where uh, Scrooge buys a dirigible from uh, Flintheart Glomgold because he says it'll fail, and Flintheart dresses up in an Arab disguise, basically sabotaging and fucking bringing down this flying blimp. And it was so so much horror came to my eyes, and I'm not saying that in, in, a, in a, any kind of offensive manner. Keep, just keep in mind, I really just want you to recognize that, like, that's just a scary thing when you're watching something from your childhood, and then you can relate it to something that happened to you. Like, I don't know, am I wrong to, like, just freak out over that? Because, like, you just need to go and watch that episode. 
It, it's fucking. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. How about that? <laughs> show notes. So, um, it was the uh, the Linden Tannic. Because I remember they combined Titanic <laughs> and the Lindenberg. Oh. That's what it was. I remember. So I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna find the fuck out of that episode and put some show notes up in this bitch. I'm excited. So yeah, I I've yet to try it out, but I would love to try uh, playing the game with the improvements and the, yeah, the dude who still voice acts uh, Scrooge is alive. Yeah. So that's that, that boggles my mind. Oh, it's, it's it's him. It's him, and I mean they've got the. the, the but the dudes. thing the thing that's even cooler. Speakly is there. Really? Beagle Boys. Oh, yeah. Well, Beagle Boys were in the original. I don't remember yeah. Mrs. Beakley being... Mrs. Beakley was there. Remember, she'd throw, like... You'd meet her, if you, and she would just throw, like, ice cream and cakes. I, you know what? It's been so it long. Was, well, it was, it's been, this one, she throws one-ups, which... There's only, like, I believe, three one-ups in the original DuckTales. Yep. But, again, they try to make it easier. Right. But, like, I just remember the jungle being one of the most frustrating levels in DuckTales. And oh, then, it's the first level. I know, I hated it. It's that Transylvania level's the worst. No, the Transylvania level, like, you just had to come back here and there, but then, then I don't know, I, blasphemy, whatever, I, I didn't really care for the moon, and that's what everybody... Ah! Everybody always All was right. like... Cool. Here we go, guys. Oh, this man, it's been fun. fun. <laughs> um... That's I know, the it's best a, level just for the music. I know that it, it, like that's that's possibly one of the most overheard uh, songs ever in terms of any any retro reminiscing of the, the chip tune days. You know what? Beautiful. It's kind of strange too because this whole time that we've been talking and it's not even really a conscious connection. I was thinking of uh, you, you know random or Mega Ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. playing tonight, by the way. Is he really? Yeah, here in Boston. What? Yeah, he's at uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, oh, of course! Of course, he's at the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> what? Mega Man K. Murdoch, yeah. Dude, that's, that's like down the yeah. street. Is it for real? Yeah, it's right there at that at that. Uh, he's like fucking Fanucci Fanuli Marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right over there. It's across the street. Damn. Yeah, he puts on oh. a good show. Have you guys ever seen him live? I have not oh, seen no, him live. No. I generally always stuck to Proto Man, but I've seen Proto Man so oh, many times. Oh, dude, he does a part in a show where he just freestyles. And he's like, whatever you get in your pockets, pull it out. And it was me and my brother and Lish. And we all were playing My Horse on iOS at the time. <laughs> so we all hold up our, like, iOS devices. And there's, like, a horse. And he's, like, you know, he's, like, just spitting the freshest rhymes on everybody, you know. Like, I can't even pretend. And he gets to us. He's, like, yo, look at these three dudes. They got horses and... Not for real, dude. What, like, what's up with that? Like, he totally <laughs> breaks the rhyme structure because he's so blown away by like how friggin' weird right, it yeah. is that we're holding up my horse for iOS. Nice. But anyway, I'm sorry. I yeah. I, I didn't know that the but no, we, yeah, that, the, that the game would be plugging yes. yeah. remix. Yeah, it's just been playing over and over in my head. Yeah, I what I am most excited about though is being as Capcom's kind of worked out basically because Capcom always retained the licenses to the games. And Disney has the licenses to the likenesses and rights of the characters. So they finally got together because people, like, th those are a benchmark with an NES library. Depending on the mm. success of DuckTales, I mean, we could see Rescue Rangers. I have heard that Rescue Rangers will be coming if DuckTales is a success. And from the line that I was standing in today and the people... Yeah, that, that's the funniest thing. Like, like, Last of Us is playable. Like, there's so much shit going on. And DuckTales is the hottest fucking thing at PAX East right now. Oh, and, yeah. And that kind of... That, that, that does uh, speak a testament to PAX because... 
you know, even though it's getting bigger and bigger, it is a community event, but I mean, I love that the industry is taking notice of the impact that PAX provides to the community, because that is the first time I think I've ever seen a surprise reveal. That, that, that was like a very E3 thing, like, hey, yeah. we're going to completely blow everyone's mind. And, and I don't really here, think they yeah. thought that it was going to have no. the sort of impact that it did, that, which is why I think they, they did it at PAX. Like, they figured, oh, there'll be some retro gamers there. Then this, But, like, dude, that's, like, what everybody's talking about. Like, you went on Twitter last night, and that was, like, a trending topic among gamers, you know? Like, DuckTales yeah. Remastered. Like, everyone was pumped. Like, people were walking by, and they're so excited. Holy shit, it's DuckTales. Oh, my God, I love this game. Like, man, I, I do. I just, I love it so much. It makes me wonder, though. Uh, you remember when Mega Man got remade on the PSP as Mega Man Powered Up? Remember how, like, you could uh, access the original game? The original game's levels? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do that. Make uh, make an original mode. Yeah, that's what I was mentioning earlier because... Like that's straight up NES 8-bit. Oh, I'd, no, I'd, I'd severely doubt graphics it. Graphics or just like... Like just basically emulate the original ROM yeah. and just yeah. have it... Yeah, I, I doubt that. I, I, I don't, Yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't see that happening, but... Um, Capcom outsourced the uh, development of WayForward. WayForward, like, they're... You know, no pun intended. They're very forward-thinking. They don't <laughs> fucking do shit like that. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, but well, they're still pretty fucking. Yeah, I did, and I wasn't even trying. I, I fucking hate it when I get forced into a situation with a pun. Yeah. Um. You're pun raped. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, that that wow. That was strong. Strong. Anyway, um, you're oh, I'm so glad Seth makes these podcasts with us. Um. <laughs> what else did you play, Seth? What else did I play? I. Oh, uh, I played Ascend New Gods from uh, Signal Studios. Yeah, see, and nobody's played that, so talk to me about that. That, uh, you guys play Toy Soldiers? Yup. Uh, that's the studio that did Toy Soldiers. This is their next thing. It's a, it's going to be a free-to-play Xbox Live game, which is... Yeah, there's, there's, there's a, one other game that's done that right now that we reviewed a while back. It was uh, Happy Wars, and I don't even know how well that one's doing right oh, now. Oh, wow. I don't know. This is, like, it's... Microsoft Studios is... Oh, this is first party. Yeah, this is first party. Like, they're developing it, and Microsoft Studios is putting it out. So they're, like, pretty, you know, well-connected with Microsoft Studios. And, uh, yeah, that's a super fun game. It's an action RPG. Um, basically, you are a god, or a demigod, and the new gods are trying to overthrow the brutality of the old gods. And, um, yeah, it's... I really like that game, but I'm also like a super fanboy of Signal Studios because I love Toy Soldiers games so much. But uh, yeah, it's like a super fun RPG, uh, action RPG. There's leaderboards. Like if you're like the top guy, you know, if you're like the top in your faction, then you, when anybody else in the entire game goes into like the Grand Hall of the Gods, like the statue there is your character, like standing there, like holding a fucking scepter. And looking awesome. And See, like, and like th- that's a really nice touch. Uh, given with like you know the source material and the like the entire context of the game, because again, gods are supposed to be revered. They're supposed to be like something that. Oh, like, that's what's cool is you're. Um, they've used this the uh, the toy soldiers engine. It's an in house engine, and you know like in toy soldiers, all those like little soldiers, they're so teeny. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have this like giant colossal god, and he's being followed by his worshippers. And you can summon your worshippers to ride on your back, and they will like uh, help you. It's like kind of like a Pikmin thing, basically. But they'll help you battle. Like you can have a hundred humans on your back, and when you go into a battle, 
they just started like, firing off arrows and like and if you are down on health you can just like grab one and just eat him and you get your health <laughs> back it's badass so they, like, is they primal like, rage it yeah 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 <laughs> yes exactly dude that's hilarious but they have some like really cool like multiplayer and friend list integration um like you know if you're if you're playing at the same time as your friends and there's too many enemies and you like there's a certain spell where you can warp like you can portal the enemies out of your game and into your like buddy's game and, and to screw him up Almost sounds a bit uh, like there's an element of black and white in there. Hmm. I I have I'm not familiar with that. Oh, that's a old ass PC. Old oh, okay. PC ass PC game. Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's Which, by the way, has anybody really heard anything about Curiosity? Is that like has the secret been discovered yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a dead cat somewhere. <laughs> Dude, like that fucking guy, that poor guy. Um. All right. Well, I I. So far, we actually got to play quite a bit. Uh, so I played The Last of Us, and I have to say, as far as a next-generation experience, uh, it, it is definitely there, but... Like, it, it is a very organic world that... I, I Never once did I feel like I was playing a video game. Is that immersive. And, I, and I, I don't say that with any hype involved. And granted, I may be accused of uh, fanboyism on the Naughty Boy front, but hear me out. I mean... Again, Uncharted is very much a video game. Uh, just a lot of the different movements and the organic control that you have as Joel and the fact that there's absolutely no hand-holding. Like, you're basically expected to contextually interact with everything that you can and basically experiment. It's very much like... It, it endorses the environment in which it's selling to you visually as you play it. it it's basically methodically communicating that you only have your wits about you and that anything can happen and the unpredictability along with just the care to the, the overall portrayal of everything going on like I was I was sucked in but uh, you know be that as it may I mean it plays as a familiar game uh, it, it plays more like a tank uh, tanky kind of game the controls and what's funny is like it's it's a little tanky like for a modern game but they did that to be intentional and like the shooting mechanics are not good and really? I'm pretty yeah but I'm pretty sure that was intentional because shooting has just always been uh, just influenced or emphasized that it's a last resort but like that kickback that, that recoil kickback like fucking knocks Joel back like that reticle goes flying and like I you know I've tried to countermeasure it but that's like any gun like I mean it's realistic for like people who've shot guns for the first time, but this is supposed to be like a hardened survivor. So mm. I, I don't, I don't know how he felt about the kickback, but like everything else, the the movement, the stealthiness, of movement. Funny enough, that's like the silliest thing to be like really stoked about. But there was there was just this communication that resonated between my hands and the controller, and, and then the way he moved in the world that just made it seem so real. Like they did a like the motion capture in that game, and like. I came to find out that that's, that game has some of the most advanced motion capture in video game history. In fact, that's what took so long. The fact that they, they articulated so many different points. I think it's the most points they've ever articulated within like character animation, modeling, and video games, period. Wow. So We're talking in real time, right? Exactly. So like it's, it's pretty intense. And you can't even really... It's like Tomb Raider, in a sense. You can't even tell the difference between when something takes over cinematically to real time. It's just it's very seamless. So sometimes you're like... Uh, oh, okay, I'm not doing anything anymore. <laughs> um, no, I uh, also played Transistor. And I'm actually writing about Transistor. Uh, literally, I, you know, it's going to be... 
after we speak on this podcast, of course, and I don't know how Greg Casaman did it, man, but he fucking outdid himself. It's, it, they brought in, like, a bunch of new people, like, Supergiant Games, is, it's got such a bigger team now, and this game, it, it speaks to you, and I don't say that with, I, I cannot hold back and say strongly enough how much it does this with everything. It, 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 again, there's a familiar hook uh, with the game involved because it uses a lot of beats that uh, the story structure and storytelling that Bastion did, but it takes those hooks and those beats to to basically map out and, and chronicle the, the narrative as it moves, and it refines it to such a fucking immaculate point that it's just it's so believable. Uh, basically, the premise being, and the uh, voice actor that narrated Bastion is basically now your companion through the transistor sword, and just uh, the premise is the fact that your your main character was a famous songstress who is basically being targeted by this organization that's trying what it looks like encapsulate everything into technology and basically have everything be this mindless. Uh, it's like the process. I don't remember exact terminology but again it was, it was very endearing the fact that like you know there is this woman she was singing and she has her voice taken away so really all this dialogue is done by the sword and it's not done in that raspy like you know cajun voice like bastion yeah. it's done in a, in a much more and then that kid fell off the end of the earth yeah no it's not like that like <laughs> yeah no he 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 just basically has a conversation and then it, it's like the pantomime uh, portrayal and just everything it's its so fucking organic and natural it's mind boggling there's one moment within the game to where she she just stands there and she's staring at a poster of her show and you just see this despair and she's slightly moving you don't really see her face but you feel something there and you know the character the transistor is trying to comfort her and you can just leave right away but if you just stand there and like you're just dead to his comforting eventually he's like it's best that you turn around now we gotta go and like that that I don't know the conviction the storytelling is honestly what impressed me the most but the gameplay is insane because it, it's it's an isometric Secret of Mana-esque battle system like Bastion but instead of weapons you get different projectiles or attacks and see there's gonna be a, there's a lot of barriers that shoot up from the ground that you kind of navigate and use as uh, cover for Serpentine and basically, what she has as a talent is that she can basically freeze time, and then you can assign these different moves to basically be done in a fast time sequence and targeted. So, for example, there's a beam. If I were to move within a strategic spot, because once I hold that trigger, an active time bar starts rolling, and as I move, it'll accelerate it. And then when I choose a move, the move will take up a certain amount of that bar. So right. as long as I know when to activate it by moving in placement prior to and then getting to that certain spot, I can then just simply hold the trigger, get them within my line of fire, and then I have at least three phases. So it's it's a very cerebral game in the fact that, like, you know, with Bastion, you just switch behind weapons, and it was just very action-oriented. With uh, Transistor, you really have to be tactical and keep in mind that there are enemies that take this kind of damage more so than others and then you you're, the strategy is really trying to hit them at once with these opportune moments of uh, sequencing attacks uh, another cool thing too is that they once you defeat them 
you can get power cells, which are like experience and currency, but you have to run and collect them. And there's a time limit. There's seconds in which you have to do this, or they'll turn into additional enemies that you have to fight. And just the, everything that move like imagine Bastion elevated to an entirely different level. Like I, I was, I left that, I left that game shaken, and it it completely renewed any, uh, just I don't know any fear that I had that video games would start stagnating. <laughs> But I mean, I played other ones, but those were definitely the two. The other, the last one I want to talk about uh, was at the Indie Mega Booth. It's called Contrast, and uh, it's a it's just it's a 3D platformer. But uh, what it is with the 3D platformer, be nice with the 3D platformer. <laughs> um, you the, the 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 hook about it is that you would basically you become like a shadow, kind of like Lost in Shadow, but you go up against walls and you have to create light sources which will basically get you to areas that weren't accessible before in the real world. So you're switching back and forth between these parallel worlds, and when you're a shadow, you only move in 2D. Uh, the, the setting and the aesthetic of it, it's like Great Gatsby. It's like, uh, like burlesque, and these mechanics aren't the focus. It's Again, it's one of those games that really puts a, a big emphasis on storytelling, and it's doing it right. And the gameplay, it just uses it uses this clever vehicle to fucking drive you into the story, and you're having so much fun really doing it that it it just feels all the more engrossing. the The mechanic is still really fucked up though, because that was like a really early build, so there were some contextuality issues. But he completely acknowledged it, so I'm excited to play that again in the future and check that out. And those are the so games. What was that game? Uh, Contrast, and it's still at the Indie Mega Boot. Like if I. We just did a huge piece on the Indie Mega Booth that's on the site now, as we speak, and my personal favorite out of all the games that I played is Contrast. And it was really, really good. Um, but yeah, Sarah, what have you been playing? Well, uh, I undertook quite a few of the games in the Indie Mega Booth as well. Um, I'll start with the worst one, which <laughs> was uh, Rock Kickass, which sort of almost like bastardizes uh, both Super Meat Boy and Mega Man uh. in, I don't know, not, not, not such a great way. Um, yeah, see, what's funny is, like, uh, we, the way we did our indie mega booth is we initially picked out all the games that stood out to us and looked like they were the best to be offered. And, you know, we had nothing but good things to say about all the games except for the one, that one game that's our cover. Yeah, more yeah. or less, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so... It's, it's definitely modeled, uh, like, in terms of animation, anyway, definitely modeled after Mega Man 7. But nothing about the game feels anything like either Super Meat Boy or Mega Man. Ugh. Physics are totally off. You're, it feels very, very floaty. Uh, the enemies are programmed in very sort of weird ways. Like the boss that I fought, for example... He was programmed to stay above you at all times, just out of reach of your jumps. So if you went on the platform to get him, he would go up and then you'd miss him. <laughs> and there's another platform, you go on that platform, and he's up all the way up here, and it's just impossible until you come back down. And I had to wait like 30 seconds for him to come down to a point where I could actually get up on a platform and quickly shoot him. <sighs> so none of it really worked so much. And I mean... Um, the worst part is that it's very close to being released, and there's already oh, a free oh. Android version uh, of the uh, like the endless running kind of style of a game. Huh? Yeah, and it's free at least, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's hard to complain. There, there are other free games that I'd like to talk about that are much better. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, I, it didn't exactly work out. Now, um, uh, Guns of Icarus 
on the other hand, was actually quite interesting. I'm not very big on the whole steampunk thing, but um, basically, it works really well. Like the in Guns of Icarus, you're part of a crew on an airship, and uh, the crew can do anything on the ship, right? But each crew member has like a specialty. I ended up being a, an engineer. And while I was on gun turrets trying to take out an enemy vessel, uh, when we got shot up, I was like, well, shit, I, got, I guess I got to fix <laughs> some stuff now. So I hopped off the gun turret, took out my hammer, and, you know, really um, efficiently fixed the stuff that was getting blasted apart. Whereas other people could try fixing stuff, but it's going to be a, a lot more slow going. Uh, meanwhile, the pilot uh, finally got to the controls, so they were moving the ship around so that I could fire at them with various weapons and so forth. And uh, in terms of visual design, like from a, uh, from a technical standpoint, not necessarily from a stylistic standpoint, since, um, you know, a contrast is a very uh, well-designed sort of... Uh, like in terms of like a uh, a style standpoint, you know, contrast obviously could be considered better. But like on a technical level, it looks really good for an indie game. Like mm. it's pretty good stuff. I mean, it's all online too, so um, teamwork is is emphasized. So like if someone is busy blasting something away, mm. uh, and they've got a clear shot, you may not want to have them try to fix something. You might want to jump <laughs> off and and sort of take over from there until it's out of their line of sight and then they can get off and, and do what they're supposed to, right? So it's pretty good from what it is. I think right now it's on Steam for like 75% off. Ooh. So it's like five bucks. That's my favorite yeah, it's, amount of percent off. Yeah, it's it's five uh, five bucks about right I, now. I like 90% off. I've seen that <laughs> yeah. 90's good. 110% off. <laughs> we will give you we $10 give you. <laughs> to play our game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't. I don't ever want to put a dev in that position. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but um, outside of that, what else did I check out? Uh, oh, uh, Raise the Dead. That was neat. Uh, it's it's in early beta or early alpha right now. It's supposed to come out next year. But uh, from what he's already got, like it's it's mostly playable. There's a lot of glaring bugs, and he acknowledges that. Um, but uh, basically, you're the zombie, and you got this light on your head. And, uh, you know, it has the power to raise the, the dead, uh, or, like, command zombies that you raise. I, yeah, it, is, and, it had uh, a very Pikmin vibe. Yeah, very, yeah, I would say that, yeah. Very, quite Pikmin, but also twin-stick shootery. So, like, you're aiming with this light at various targets, um, and you can fling your zombies towards said targets. To either, I don't know, like, hide, for example. Because what I, what, at one point, uh... I had to covertly get more zombies without being found out that I was a zombie because it was Halloween, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I stuck a zombie in a bush, and uh, there's these two friggin', you know, chatty Cathy's just sort of going on, and then they sort of part ways. And as one approached the, approached the bush that my zombie was in, she just got snatched right in, <laughs> and out pops another zombie, right? That's that was amazing. pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Like the, the, the graphical. Um, the graphical touches that they put in there is it has a lot of personality. So, 
Uh, there, were, there were a few laugh out loud moments. Like there was this one part where you come up in the same level, coming up to a cop and he's got a dog, right? The dog's like, oh, and he talks to you because he knows that you can understand him. He's like, I know what you are. I'm going to swallow your soul. <laughs> I didn't know that it's dogs like had an appetite for the zombie soul. I think that's an, iron, that, that's an oxymoron, actually. I'm going to destroy it. <laughs> I'm going to eat your non-existent soul because you're the undead. Nah, it, it was funny. I like. You, so you gotta love the humor in that. It's good, and he's like, he's right up in your face, and he's burying all of his teeth and stuff. You can tell he's pissed <laughs> off. This little dog, right? Uh, but like, eventually, you can actually uh, get dogs among your ranks, and you can switch between the type of zombies that you uh, that you choose from your group. Like, uh, when your light is green, you can you know set a shambler out, but change it to red, attack dog zombie. They're pretty vicious at what they do. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it was it was actually really. Good. I'm looking forward to that coming out next year. So that's pretty cool. And then, of course, the coup de gras. Um, of course, Luftrausers is probably the coolest thing that I've been playing. I want to play it just because it's bland beer, but but oh, it's so good what they did with it. Like I w- I played it at PAX Prime, and I thought it was really clever. You know, spitting out a random jet to mm-hmm. you know trying to do what you want to want to do with it kind of thing right like uh at, at, at points the jet that came out had like backward firing shots and <laughs> like ridiculous abilities and the body types are cool and like there's different engines that will uh, cause you know slower or faster uh speeds and stuff or or like um there's there was this one no no i'll get into that in a second the random stuff was the previous build and so this time he had they've put in uh a system by which you can make your own plane. So you choose from different wings, different bodies, different mm-hmm. armaments. And there's 125 different combinations, each with their own name, and uh, the soundtrack changes with your plane. So you'll get a different soundtrack based on what parts you're using, which is really nice. cool. Huh. <laughs> but, uh, like, this one that I played with today, the engines on it, uh, allowed me to sort of coast without losing altitude, right? So I didn't have to worry about hitting the, uh, the thrust. So I could just turn my plane and then shoot around me as I, like, move to the side. But he's... They, they've actually also um, added a lot of very subtle sort of uh, graphical touches as well. Like, the original Flash game, I think, has two layers of parallax scrolling, so you've got your planes and then clouds, and then clouds behind the clouds. Mm. This one has some, like, seven or eight parallax scrolling levels, right? And what's neat is that as you're playing, you start seeing these, like, wisps of planes, right? And you think it's just your eyes. But what it actually is is that your opposition is moving towards you, and it's getting more and more visible until it finally comes to your play level. And uh, you can start seeing, like, the new ships and stuff that you're going to be coming up against. And some of them are pretty vicious. Like, there's really fast-moving jets that, like, leave these contrails in the sky, right? They're hella hard to hit. <laughs> but then there's, like, these slower ones, and they're they're basically, like, floating death cannons. And they have these huge laser beams that just sweep over the whole screen. And I was watching one guy when I was waiting to get hands-on, and he was... He flung him, like, he got hit a lot. Um... And to recover, you fly without shooting, right? So mm-hmm. it puts out the flames, and you get your health back. But uh, he had gotten hit hit by, like, 
a battleship and missiles, and he's like flaming all over the place. And then these two ships come off, uh, off the side of the screen. They fire these two huge death beams, and he gets between them right at the, the sort of apex, but after they cross. So he narrowly a avoided being shot down like that, and he tried to recover his health, but all the way from the other side of the screen, death ray from behind. <laughs> it was unreal. <laughs> See, that's the one thing that I love about Vlambeer. It, it, like, if I could really describe them as an indie company... I always tell the, everybody they're they're the real life WarioWare people. Like they make <laughs> yeah. they make little <laughs> tiny games that are fucking ridiculous, and they're all but they're all really fun to play. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. I'm I'll, I'll have to check it out because I and it's I awesome too because it's kind of the, he. I was talking with Rami, and he's uh, he's he's going to be bringing it out on like PS3 and Vita as well. Right. So yeah, because he's already done Super Crate Box on both of them, and God, I love me some Super Crate Box. So, I, I don't know, I'm excited. I'll, I'll probably have to check it out then. I might check it out in the four tomorrow, but I think that's an excellent opportunity unless you have any other games to talk about. Oh, well, yeah, actually, there is that one. Um, Hawken. I got hands-on with that. Oh, Which, nice. It's yeah. good. It is, is really it? good, yeah. I guess Freddy like, was in the beta and he, like, lost his mind. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the way I look at it, like, I loved Steel Battalion, yeah. but it was so obtuse, right? Because yeah, it had yeah. oh, the 40 yeah. buttons, two sticks, three pedals, throttle, <laughs> fucking eject button, windshield wipers, weapon selections. You Ejection needed to read the seat. manual. The manual that came with it rivaled Dude, the manual but what of some about cars, Steel, right? What about Steel Battalion for the Connect? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. That's a, okay. that's a vulgar statement. <laughs> But no, for real. Like with the tact with tactile controls, it was fantastic. No, I know that. So yeah, we all know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, what it basically what it boils down to it's it's a slower it's it's Steel Battalion is a little too slow for the pick up and play gamer. What Hawken does is it sort of elevates to Counter Strike levels of quickness, and basically allows uh, someone to get all kinds of you know, awesome mech action right out of the gates. It's like, drop it. Full customization, right? Um, and uh, what's neat is that like whatever you choose will level up with you, depending on how you play. So if you've got a certain play style that you stick with, mm -hmm. your mech will grow and improve in the style that you play so that you're never really truly left behind. Oh, sweet. It's really cool stuff, yeah. So I've signed up for the, the beta myself. I'm going to install that bad boy when I get home. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's I enjoy it quite a bit. And, I mean, I'm not really much for first-person shooters, which essentially is what it is. But everything about it is just really well presented. And I love me some mech combat, so it was a good fit. I'm glad. I'm glad you had fun with it. Um... So I think, just to leave off from here then, we've got one more day of PAX. I just kind of curious, what are you guys planning to hit tomorrow? Because that, that's a thing about PAX, it's so fucking huge, can't do it all, but what do you... Any, any plans you guys have for tomorrow? Me, personally, like, I just want to finish my work, but my, my work is DuckTales, that's it. Like, oh, I'm dude. doing, I already played everything else I need to play. And then I think what I'm going to do I'm that I, there, I, yeah. I have never done... At PAX Evers, I'm gonna visit the tabletop gaming area. That's the Heart and Soul PAX. Yeah, it, well, that's honestly the Heart and Soul PAX East. We've kind of come to the conclusion. Oh, that's not. That's not. That's no, not I mean prime. that's that's a big deal. It, it is prime, prime, but it's but not, they're they're more they focused on video games. Like there is yeah. way more video games at Prime, and I've noticed that there's a the, lot the more. The tabletop table area is my favorite part. Like 
of this whole. I've I've been pack. to packs like four or five times around that number of times. I've never walked through the tabletop I area once. I watched the they had a, a Warhammer 40k tournament, and I just happened to pop upon like the top four guys in the whole Pax East or whatever, just like in that circuit, rolling like rolling it out, and that was it. Like whoever wins awesome. is going to be the first, second, third. That's what they're about. I just found out that awesome. there's a Street Fighter series Hero Clicks. I, I, saw I don't today, even, yeah. that does not surprise me. Like the, the I, I, amount I of like games bucks. that are on that tabletop floor is staggering. I, and I used to play Hero Clicks all the time. In fact, I'm giving away a lot of Hero Clicks to fucking Rob Thomas of comics and cosplay. And, <laughs> and he, dude, he, he just, they're old. They're old ass Hero Clicks from when I was a fucking child. Vintage. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I'm there's, there, there would be nobody back at home. They're like, tabletop is all but non existent, only in certain. In a certain realm of areas in, around my uh, domicile of living in the valley, but um, yeah, I Hero Clips is one that always resonated with me. And like, Whole Mini or not, actually has a new has their own game series now, which is kind of neat. Hmm. Which I yeah. don't know if you're familiar with them at all. What's uh, that? Cool Mini or not? Oh, I don't know that. Originally, they were just like a site that's uh, that took submissions for uh, you know paintings, uh, painted uh, figures from oh, Warhammer sure. and stuff. Now they got their own game. It's huh. pretty cool. And you can paint your characters, of course, right? There's something about miniatures that just... Uh, I, I do like miniatures a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've now transferred that love to Skylanders. Oh, no. <laughs> so, well, okay, sure, but... Touche. So, I don't know, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to hit up that area, but I don't know if I might spend too much time there. And then, I, I want to go to the... I, I, funny enough, I went to the arcade area at Prime, but I've never done the arcade area in East, so I'm kind of curious to see what's going on there. I want to know if they fixed that Gallagher 88 machine. I I just want to know if they have something like Battletoads or Bucky O'Hare. Like I want some obscure ass nineties like arcade. I don't I don't you want. You might be the, disappointed. I think the latest is eighty eight from uh, in that arcade. Oh well. Oh, no, I want I want the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa, the Sunset Riders <laughs> clone. Yeah, I want I want those ridiculous ass licenses. Like I want Hook the Beat 'em Up. <laughs> Hook the Beat 'em Up was like one of my favorite arcade games. Or even like it's, actually, it's, it's really good, dude. If 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 it was like something in the nineties, it was a beat 'em up and it was yeah, in the oh, arcade. Yeah, size yeah, yeah, yeah. Size school beat 'em up, multiplayer. And like I, I love beat 'em ups still to this day. Like I know they're terrible genres and you know, they God, they, they really haven't aged well at all, but I still like them, and, I, and I, that's my guilty pleasure. So, but yeah, that, that's what I'm doing. What about you, Seth Macy? Oh, I don't know what we're gonna do because we have to leave tomorrow. Oh, you're leaving tomorrow? Yeah, we have to make a ferry boat by five fifteen. Oh, in the afternoon? Yeah. So oh, we're damn. probably gonna hit the floor for like a minute, and then just like hit I ninety five. Yeah, we got. We're leaving like. Early, early, early Monday morning. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so much better than having to go home tomorrow because I don't really want to. Oh, well, I'm leaving early, early Monday morning and landing in San Francisco so I can cover GDC, GDC for a yeah. week. And I, I hope, I don't know if there's, I, I don't know, I doubt any of you are fucking listening, but this is the most asinine fucking scheduling for, for <laughs> trade show events. And, and like, PAX is not a trade show, it's an event, and it's an event for the community. But fucking keep in mind, the media still goes to cover your shit. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Just fucking... Ah, I, I don't know. I, I picture myself, myself being very much dead because this is the second day of PAX and I'm already fucked. 
Mm. Like I am fucked as a human being. Oh, so I can I can only imagine. Uh, I'd like I'm gonna look like Smeagol by the time this fucking the week's <laughs> over. So that yeah I don't know that that's my my self prediction. <laughs> I think the one thing I'll be looking for is sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Depression. Sleep. <laughs> Sleep. Yeah. Dude, I haven't haven't even had much of that. A day, I, I have a slept, day without a hangover. I have sl- yeah, and a day without a hangover, and that's the worst part. Everything at fucking GDC is open bar. Oh. They, they, those like it's it's a fun trade show event, but it's very it's very professional. But professional events have the habit of feeding you alcohol, <laughs> so I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it's like here's your IV, sir. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, yeah, exactly. I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll be stoked for it. Did you have any other plans, sir? Yeah. I... I didn't get to today because, I, I don't know, whatever circumstances, but I really want to try the Wonderful 101. It looks interesting. I, I, I would like to see, yeah, I'd like to see what you know? Hideki did with it. Yeah. So, he, he's been very tight-lipped about it. And, like, you know, like, Anarchy Reigns is fucking terrible. Uh, that, like, that, that was just such an afterthought, and I understand that Platinum's not only contracted, but they have their own projects that are underway. And keeping in mind that They've got Bayonetta 2 and the Wonderful 101. They just finished with Revengeance. Like that, that, that Japanese developer's been constantly working from one project to another or taking on multiple projects. Is uh, is Platinum gonna be? Is is it? I don't know. It seems like they're focusing on Wii U now. No, they're third party. They do. They're focusing on who gives them money. <laughs> well, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Make it rain. Make it rain. Well. If you guys have any pack stories that you want to share, or if you guys are here and you happen to be listening to us and you haven't ran into us yet, we're wearing our Press Pod Radio badges. I mean, Sarah's a big, tall, goofy-looking motherfucker. I'm just a goofy-looking so dude true. with a beard. I mean, Matt Matt Jay's here, but Matt Jay's been, like, fucking running around. I mean, he did do the uh, After Hours podcast with us, and he's been writing and covering stuff, too, but I, I don't know. He's, he's, he's always been, like, a bit of a fucking bouncer, bounce about. Bouncy bounce. He's a rogue. So you can probably catch him here too. But yeah, we're here. If you come say hi to us, shake our hands. If you have anything to talk about, like I got to talk to a lot of you guys at the one up meetup and it was really cool because I saw like people that I recognized from fucking last year's packs that like talked to me. I, I fucking I met people that listened to the show and talked to me about how to properly urinate in public and it was amazing <laughs> like dude so come at us like we got one more day let's make the best of it right. so yeah with that let's fucking let's just go bed <laughs>